Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? And that's the story of how I got my third leg. Very interesting, wasn't it? Riveting, actually. Riveting. A bestseller in the making. Absolute page turner. Anywho, hello world and welcome to SV Cheats 1. It's been a while, it certainly has, but we are back. And I am your host for today, Chris, and to me right I have... Me, Alex, and to my right we have... Jaden is here. Yeah, breaking up the mold as usual, groundbreaking stuff with introductions indeed, yes. If we had an award for being the best podcast, it would be for our introductions, or lack thereof. Yep. Grandiose. But yes, we're back. We had a bit of hiatus, but we're back now. We've been on the cusp of video game journalism, so we haven't exactly been wasting our times. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right, boys? Uh... Absolutely. Just say yes. Yeah, Just pl yeah. Please say yes. We'll go with yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But other than our groundbreaking games journalism, journalism, journalizing, journal journalism is Journal what I'm trying to say. Journalisms plural. Anyway, Alex, how's your week been? Uh, my week has been uh, the same as literally every other week, and I'm kind of getting like how monotonous this sounds uh warframe as per usual you know playing that grinding grinding out the getting on the, the space ninja grind preparing for the imperian update super pumped for that uh when is that meant to be coming out i hit I, next month I, like august next, september oh, no shit august september uh, i believe like around that time is when people are like rumoring and predicting it to come out i don't know how true that is but i'm hoping it's pretty true i want to see some i want to be in some space battles in in Warframe in the Warframe yeah, universe, knowing Warframe, I mean, like Warframe's a fun game. Don't get me wrong, but they are not well known for how seamless their releases have been. Oh no, without doubt, no. They're also upgrading the engine as well, so I fully expect there to be a whole cavalcade. Of yeah, issues. that's that's going to create a whole bunch of issues because working with a new engine, you do you're just going to have a whole new set of bugs you don't know how to deal with. Yep. But it's, it is an in-house engine, so literally the best and the worst people for the job are working on it. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I I do not know what goes into making a new engine. All I know is once upon a time, people made game engines for fun, and now they cost millions to make. Shit. Like, um, the guys who made... um. Darksiders. Mm. The guy who made the engine literally made game engines for fun before he worked or before he like started help co-found their company. Like mm. they were make the guys like, yeah, I made like four or five engines in the past, you know, just to see what I can do, yada yada yada. And then like I showed my friends this engine, like, what can we do with this? Oh, have a look at this. But yeah, so it's either he's a fucking genius, but then even like Carmack, I think only made the id engine mm. and Carmack is a straight up genius. Oh yeah. I don't know that. Person. But 
John Carmack, the guy who made help made Doom. Mm. Ah. One of the, one of the Doom, granddaddies of video games themselves. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And got himself into like a mega lawsuit between him and Zenimax Studio. Nice. Because of all, did you hear about the whole Lewis Loop? Because no. John Carmack went like basically left Zenimax Studios to work on the Oculus Rift mm-hmm. with um the co-founder or the founder of Oculus Rift. And Zenimax Studios is all like, hey, you work like you are using like stuff that you researched at Zenimax Studios to make this rift. You owe us money. And Carmack's like, no, like I did this on my own time. And it was a whole legal debate between whether the stuff that Carmack did work on was done at Cinemax Studios under Cinemax Dime. And I'm pretty sure they just, I don't know if they lost or they settled, but all I know is Facebook lost a lot of money because of it. Because they are the ones who bought out the Oculus, so they're responsible for it. Oh, right. Hey, as long as Facebook's losing money, I'm happy. Yeah, I I really should be moving over to Twitter because all the people that I do like are on Twitter and they actually post (laughs) mainly on Twitter, like actual content that I like to see. Mm. And Facebook's just full of junk and shit, but I mainly use Facebook to contact people. I don't actually like browse facebook that often yeah when i do it's literally because i can't be bothered doing anything else like if i'm at a break at work i'm either playing fucking final fantasy gutcha or just squeezing past facebook see which retarded shit's on there yeah like i'm oh, fuck <laughs> i was gonna say yeah when i'm at work as well i'm oh wait no i'm i'm, I'm still at uni i'm mm-hmm. i'm unemployed living mm-hmm. that uni diet yep that fucking I'm I'm an unemployed little shitter living my mm-hmm. unemployed little shitter life. You shit punter. Yep. Shit punting kids. Yep. Sp- uh, speaking of shit punting kids, uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed playthrough uh, will be going up shortly, unless it's already. Oh, up. it is. It should be on the channel right now. Oh, sh- it's on the channel right now. It's on the channel right now. It started going up a couple of days ago, Ooh. but uh, recording has wrapped up for. Star yeah. Wars The Force Unleashed. We're completely done with recording. Now it's just all uploading. So now, yeah, it's just all uploading. And in the downtime, we'll probably do... We're going to be doing some other recordings as well. Plus we have... Well, we'll get to that at the end of the, po- at the, end of the podcast when we discuss what's going up on the channel. But yes. Uh, so Warframe's doing its thing. What else yep. have you been doing? Uh, the Fate Go. Gotcha. Uh, they've started their well, not started. They've actually entered into their second uh, back-to-back summer event that I've been hitting super fucking hard, and I've managed to get all the waifus from this event. So I'm fucking stoked about that one. So like, I had a completely blonde moment about mm-hmm. Gotcha Games because uh, a friend of the show and I were talking about like he was discussing like, hey man, like. You guys harp on about, like, how much you hate loot boxes and shit. Yeah. But then you guys go on, like, you and Alex go on about your gacha games. No, I'm, They're I'm exactly the same thing. That. Yeah, as I say, like, because <laughs> Jane, Jane doesn't play gacha, but, like, yeah, you and Alex go on about how, like, you, you, you all hate loot boxes, but, like, you and Alex are always playing gacha games. What's the deal? You know they're the same thing. And I sat to myself for a minute and went... You know you're right, 
they are the same thing. And it didn't click to like five minutes later when he had already left. I'm like, no, they're not the fucking same thing. Those <laughs> games are free. Those games are free as fuck. The difference between loot boxes and a full, like a game you pay premium for rather than a game you get for free is that you don't spend, you don't spend any money on the game you get so for free rather, unless you want to. Rather, mm. the difference is it they are loot boxes, but we're much more all right with loot boxes in a free game. Yes. Microtransactions I don't want to have general, to... I'm personally okay with existing in free games. I, I'm more than happy to work for content, no matter how much of a grind it is, but if so long... But the second you offer me to pay for content in a game that I've already paid full price for, and in Australia, that's a hundred fucking dollars that I'm paying full price for. That's bullshit. I ain't fucking paying that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. The example uh, I gave him, like, the next day is if I have to pay a premium just to pay for more stuff, then no, I'm yeah. not okay with that. Because yeah. especially in games which they've demonstrated that the things I am paying for now were once free and given to me for free before that's where i'm like hey look like are we are we calling fuck? out crash team racing right now calling out a bit of i'm mainly thinking of like um like games like I've, call of duty i've oh call of duty yeah 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 how like you like you get the gun skins and all that sort of shit like you had to work to unlock these skins mm. they there was not a premium you had to pay and now when you think back at it like all the stuff that you got for free that you now have to pay for is just like Activision and all that sort of stuff trying to find ways to nickel and dime you. They're like, what can we charge the customer and what for? Things that were free, we can now charge them money for that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Like, oh, Jaden's dying over here. Please don't die. Fucking Darth Vader right now. But um, yeah, things that once were free... Like, if Call of Duty went free-to-play, but with these mechanics, I it wouldn't bother me as much. Yeah. But if I have to pay, like, upwards of 80 to to $100 to then have to pay to get some more content that was unlocked by challenges and stuff alone previously, that's what really gets me. That's why I'm like, oh, that's you know what cheeses my onions? fucking military shooters where you don't unlock weapons you use the in-game fun bucks and the premium currency to rent the weapon for a few days oh like i hate that uh, that is obviously a fucking terrible mechanic it would make sense if you can get the gun like rent it for free before you buy it rather than like no, having you, to buy you a pay, rental period you pay the rental fee and so not a cheap rental fee either so like you know how in games it'll be like oh pay 20,000 fun bucks it's and usu- you unlock it's usually gun. like 30-40% of the full price yeah so in this ge- in these games here it's here pay like 100% of the full price and you get the game for like 20 days hmm and I was thinking like if the gun was free on like a one two day trial so you could be like, let me just test out this gun. So like, 
Bayonetta and Devil May Cry did a really good mechanic in which you can, like, obviously it's not as, it's not the same comparison because you don't pay for these abilities for real money, mm-hmm. but it gives you the option to try out the moves you're about to do, you're about to buy, to see if you like them. And as we'll go in, as in our Bayonetta playthrough, you'll see us like, when we went to go try a move, I had like enough uh, Halos, which is the currency in Bayonetta, to buy one of this like list of 15 moves. So I'm like, all right, let's go through the moves, try them out and see which one I like the best. Like, that's really good. So if they were to incorporate that into uh, the games where you actually have to make a substantial purchase using real money, then... I think people will be more willing to do that to rent it out for like even if it's like for 12 hours or something just to try out the gun to be like okay yeah for one we, game we'll session get, yeah just just go just see if it's your thing or not because then you get that I think would benefit like a con- a consumer more because if they buy a weapon and they don't like it at all then you get that buyer's remorse and it's like, why would I, like, you know, I don't want to make the same mistake again. Whereas if you let them try out the gun and they buy the gun, or they try to get on the light gun, then they will buy the gun. But at the same time, you will then get the opposite effect of like, they try out the guns and it turns out they're only like two out of the 15 guns. So they only buy two instead of spending the money buying all 15 and then hating 13 of them. So... It's just the gaming industry just nickling and diming us, nickelbacking yep. us. Is that the new term, nickelbacking? Mm. Yeah, I'd call that nickelbacking. So, in not in this musical sense, but like, nah, that's not even that's not even a fucking good term. Just ignore me. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be like, so it's like you put the nickel. But then they take it back, and it's like, but you gave them the nickel. Why would they take back the thing you give them when you've given them? And, and like the that, f- the entire analogy falls apart, and we are all. At the least we came to the conclusion point. that no, nickel backing is not. It's nickel backing sounds like a really dirty sex move. <laughs> Please no. I mean, I've just been gardening recently, which means I do have access to shovels, so you can dig your way out of that hole you just <laughs> put yourself in. Are you kidding me? Give me the shovel. I'm going further. <laughs> I made my hole. I'll sleep in it. <laughs> All right, Thank yeah, you very so much. That's, that's pretty much my week. Warframe and ceaseless gacha and, you know, recording stuff for the channel. That's uh, that's pretty much it. Like, that's fantastic. fantastic. Because I was expecting Destiny 2 to actually be coming up this week. But no, that got actually got fucking delayed and pushed back. I thought it was coming out in September. No, uh, no, I thought it was coming out in August, but I'm actually going to go check the Steam page now for you. Because uh, I swear it was coming out in September, not August. No, it was coming out in August, or it could have been coming out in September. September or August, but it's, been pushed, back, it's been pushed back to the 2nd of October. That's not that bad of a pushback. Like, if it was a new game then it'd be like oh man that's disappointing but since it is a pre-existing game we've experienced it and lots of stuff it's not like we're missing out it's more of like we're just waiting to start again yeah but the good news about it is sony has relinquished player accounts for free transfer backwards and forwards yes so i am bringing my account from playstation back over onto pc so i am getting my fully leveled 
Hunter and my fully leveled uh, Warlock. I don't know so, why I led with Hunter, because I mean Warlock, but... Mm. So from what I heard, back when Bungie announced this, which is also a, an interesting fact I'll tell you in a bit, um, but when Bungie announced uh, cross-platform, they, I'm pretty sure, originally announced it would be a one-way thing. So you can transfer... But they, you can transfer your account as many times between Xbox and PC. Mm. Oh, pardon me. But because Sony hadn't given their response yet, it was taking a bit too long. Uh, so, like, they didn't say it was a guaranteed constant uh, cross save mm. because um, with the Sony issue with like with the Fortnite account transfer, transferred your Fortnite account to Sony, it was locked to Sony. So that's why they were saying one-way transfer. Right. They were saying one-way transfer. <laughs> but now that Sony's gone, nah, like, we will allow cross-save as well. So it's now, you can transfer your character to PC, to Sony, to Xbox, and as many times as you want. Which is also the interesting fact that I also heard about Bungie and Activision. So I'm pretty sure Mono already knows this because I told him. Mm-hmm. But... Jaden, guess how Bungie got out of their deal with Activision? Not, I, I don't know. They bought out. What? They bought out of their deal of Activision. <laughs> they just went, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you yeah. this much to, to leave. Yes. Huh. So when you put it into, into that in consideration, how Activision said, uh, basically this destiny 2 sales were um not good yeah apparently it was good enough for them to buy their way out of activision's deal they earned that much money that they were able to pay for out of activision's deal to self-publish yeah fucking so, suck dick bobby Kotick, you fat so fuck. when so when activision said nah this sh- they did not earn as much money as we expected it's quite disappointing. Turns out they earned a lot of fucking money, just not all the money. Yeah, which is what Activision only gives two shits about. And from the talk of um, Bungie, they are just going to keep it at Destiny 2. Hmm. They're not going to make it Destiny 3. Because that was their intention the entire time. Their intention was to make Destiny a long-running series rather hmm. than a continued a continued uh sequeled series so they originally intended to have bungie uh bungie bungie intended to have destiny as just destiny and they would do like same thing warframe is doing they had they would do exactly what warframe is doing if it wasn't for activision yep activision was saying fuck them over yeah activision was saying we want you to make a destiny one destiny two and destiny three we want a trilogy and Bungie were like, we kind of want to do like an MMO and Activision's no, like, no, no you do no. sequels. No, you don't understand. We own you. You make the sequels. Not anymore. But yeah, not anymore. So from what, like some of the shit I picked up from the dev stream they had a while back, like they are going to try and do good by the community. They are going to try and basically work on fixing the stuff up for Destiny 2 and put destiny 2 in a long run rather than once destiny 2 stories over we're moving to destiny 3 they're just going to keep expanding the destiny story etc etc from destiny 2 
because as I said, like if it wasn't for Activision, there would be no Destiny 2. They would have kept it at Destiny and then worked upgrading their engine, worked on story and all that sort of stuff from there. So this deal with Bungie and Activision, it just ended up hurting them so much, even though they got the money from Activision to make Bungie like a series because without them i doubt uh destiny would be around but yeah now looks like bungie is trying to do good by the community which is good to hear yeah which yeah that, that is a very nice thing to hear that bungie is actually doing good by the community so, so hopefully Jayden. hopefully it's true because now all bungie doesn't have a way out anymore bungie can't blame activision anymore if anything goes wrong it's it's yeah. all on them yeah this is this is where we see like this is where like everything gets revealed if bungie like was to do the same shit over and over again when they were under activision then we know this is actually bungie's fault yeah. it's not activision's fault it's bungie's fault but if the game substantially improves, like apparently right now, it's good. Mm. It's not great. It was not good on release, but now it's at a level where players are kind of happy with it. Interesting. But now that Bungie's out from the shackles, like Bungie says, we're going to try and make good on everyone. So that's good. Yeah. No, it's but now... Let's see how, how it goes. How it goes, exactly. Mm. But Jaden, how was your week? Well, I was sick from like... You still sound a bit sick. Tuesday. Yeah. I'm in the recovery period where I'm not technically sick. I just don't have any, uh, you know, energy or voice. Yeah, you sound lacking of both. Yeah. Mm. Other than that... Um, Being sick is the best usual, excuse to play video games, though. Usual stuff. Mm. I had my D&D game over the weekend actually went out to a mate's place for a movie night so you know I'm, I'm leaving the house that's that's an improvement um spreading your germs and contaminants out to the world yeah but you're kissing boys too yeah games wise other than that i've been playing um well i've been playing a bit of league of legends jumping back on that my cousins started playing that again and i've got a few other mates so been fucking around with that and i've been playing dragon ball fighters recently because they've got their new character janemba coming out quote unquote thursday but All that's right. so like i'm not i'm not the hugest dragon ball fan well mm-hmm. i do like dragon ball but i don't know too much like as much as you guys dragon ball who is this character all right he so, is a movie character let, let, let Jaden. Jaden, well, Alex, Alex does actually know more about this, so I'm really keen on Dragon Ball Fighters, and mm-hmm. I like the character design. And fuck, I have a lot of fun playing the game. I have seen 25 episodes, which is about a, a sixth of the way through the first Dragon mm-hmm. Ball with like Kid Goku before Dragon Ball Z. That's it, and I've watched the abridged series, so I actually don't know very much other than stuff i've been told from other fans and kind of looked up myself um Mm. for example my knowledge on my favorite characters to play or some of my favorite characters to play in the game which are hit and zamasu they're two of the villains from dragon ball super the newer the newer dragon ball series that's come out 
everything I know about them is from the game because I haven't seen Super. Super or Super or the one before it. So I know very I actually know very little. However, what I do know because I did some looking up, um Jinemba <clears throat> comes from a Dragon Ball Z movie called Fusion Reborn. It's none of the movies in Dragon Ball Z or in Dragon Ball are canon, I believe. None of them are canon with the exception of the newest Broly movie. However, the Wait, the the Broly movie's canon? The, the Broly movie uh Battle of Gods and uh Resurrection of F. I don't believe Battle canon. of Gods and Resurrection of F are because didn't they redo them in the Super TV series? Yeah, they they wanted to uh, they're also redoing Broly in the Super TV series as well. Well then also yeah, but the, the general general rule is no movies are canon unless stated otherwise, and yeah. people tend to believe that the Battle of Gods, Resurrection of F, and uh, Broly are canon because like Akira Toriyama said, like we, we are, we will be putting them into the um, thing. So the, I count them as like more of a compressed, higher quality version of um of the TV series, which is weird though, right. because um it it works the entire opposite uh, way of how the Boruto movie actually went down, where the Boruto movie was actually this low-quality budget piece of shit, and then the anime suddenly ramped up this movie-quality uh, stuff there when they remade the movie in the anime. Like, specifically, the Naruto and Sasuke fight uh, against... Um, fuck, I forgot whoever the, the dude's name was. Um, but yeah, no, they, like, they went balls to the wall, like, super fucking incredible with that particular fight there but yeah back back to dragon ball um uh, yeah so yeah. jin ember is the main bad guy from a dragon ball movie called fusion reborn uh which was the first screening i believe of gogeta which is one of the character fusions um uh, gogeta is the character fusion of goku and vegeta specifically and using also the fusion called... dance fusion reborn correct because yeah. that was also the first yeah. time the fusion dance was used uh it was the first time the fusion dance was used well, by those two by those two yeah because yeah. the fusion um, dance technically is used by um uh goten and trunks to make oh, go that's right because yeah. goku yeah. and vegeta used the earrings last time didn't yeah they? Yes. and they become vegito Which when they use the potara two earrings. different characters yeah. Um, yeah. So Gogeta and Vegito are two different characters. Because I but, remember in the movie they kept fucking up and uh, doing the fusion dance, and it's got turned into so many different things. Yeah, the skinny version and the fat version. But, and they do the same thing in the Broly yeah. movie as well when they have to transform to Gogeta. They yeah. fuck up and turn into the skinny version and the fat version, which is actually because um, I think it's uh they can maintain that form. I think for uh one hour, half an hour, I believe. Half an hour, half an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it was. They can maintain the form for half an hour before they're manually kicked out, and then they can reattempt it. Um, so that means in the Broly movie, Freezer in his golden form was able to fight Broly for a full hour on his own. Jesus. Yeah, and that's that's also Weiss as well was there, uh, but Weiss wasn't really so much as fighting Broly as he was more like playing with him. Um. Oh yeah, I remember that. Weiss was just fucking dancing around Broly. He's like, woohoo! Yeah, and then he's Gogeta having fun just with it. Instant transmissions back. He's just like, I got this, Weiss. 
But yeah, from a gameplay perspective, he looks pretty cool. Uh, he's got some long-range, some long-range special moves. Uh, teleports, which are quite interesting, especially with some of them being um, fast drops, which means you could get some. In theory, you could get some combos that wouldn't be possible otherwise, because you could teleport to the ground and catch people before they recover. Um, Dude, his air down medium that looks that looks like some proper fucker. And instead of a regular projectile like a key blast, he basically uses portal punches, which are pretty cool. Yeah, he punches into a portal, and it comes out. Yeah, I've seen that a out. couple of times in something else as well. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what um, could it be? Xenoverse. I can't no, really I'm describe. thinking Scorpion? Scorpion doesn't do portal punches as far as I know. He actually teleports. Yeah. Because I'm trying to remember, the other thing I remember I've been someone... doing is I've been heavily following the Mortal Kombat 11 and Dragon Ball Z pro competition circuits. So... Are they still go? Didn't Evo finish up? Yes, I'm actually behind. I just finished the one before it, which was versus fighting which mm -hmm. is the uh, the UK major, effectively. And I'm about to get on to Evo. Um, because from what my friend who watches Evo religiously said was, um, apparently the this, this Smash Bros. Ultimate fighting thing was like one of the most watched events at this year's Evo. Doesn't particularly surprise me. Because I think Smash had the most registered... Uh, people for the competition at around like two and a half thousand people so like that's a fucking staggering amount yeah that's huge especially since I know they were talking about it on um when they did it oh, this is frustrating me now because I don't remember what the competition's name is it's not CEO anyway one of the really big Mortal Kombat tournaments happened about a month ago mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that had like 811 people i think or 813 combo break <laughs> yeah oh wow uh so yeah it was really pretty big but two and a half thousand i mean i'll be honest i'm not surprised smash has more I feel like it's got... I feel like Smash competition is more accessible. I'm not saying it's yeah. easier to win on, but I think it's more accessible to join into a competitive environment. I think the same too, but my reason of thinking the same is because there's more variety among the characters, so people can see, like, the characters they know and love, and be like, oh, that's that, like, Snake from Metal Gear Solid. I love him, and I also like fighting games. And they're kind of like gateways into getting into fighting. So like other fighting games have, to have obviously return characters and new characters, but unless you played these games before, um, you're not really going to get really head over heels into these characters unless like you either started a long time ago or, you know, you see someone you're interested in. But with Smash Bros. Ultimate has like a laundry list of characters that people can go i really like this character i'll give it a shot because of you know the history i have of said character and thus they can then get into smash Bros. ultimate quite easily 
like yeah. I was I got and Smash Bros Ultimate like also just when it first came out because I'm a massive Smash Bros fan but like when they when they announced Joker for Smash Bros Ultimate I straight up lost my shit I was one of those uh, I was one of those like screaming reaction people like what is this you fangirl you yeah I was fangirling for Joker like I don't I'm still waiting on the last two because there's last there's two more they're going to be adding after Banjo Kazooie. Everyone else can just go eat shit if Banjo Kazooie's in the game. No, fucking they've already uh, added fucking the hero for Dragon Quest. The hero, heroes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's one as well, but he's out now. Banjo Kazooie's not out yet. Oh yeah, oh, okay. I thought Banjo. I thought Banjo Kazooie was out. I don't have a Switch or the game, so I don't know what character's coming out. Yeah. Hero came out. I've been playing him as well. He's actually really fun. Like, his, his down special is he brings up a list of spells that he can cast. And Jesus. he's got he's got some fucking doozy combos. So his like his down special sleep. is effectively a stance. Yeah. Oh, no he's, shit. And then, the, yeah. Yeah, and he's got four no moves shit. that all come That's up randomly. Cool. One of them is a suicide move called Kamikaze, where he blows himself up. I think he deals, like, 50% damage. Uh, another one is, um, <coughs> like, a, like, a big purple explosion uh that works that does like a shit ton of damage has massive launch on it as well i know he's got sleep if you hit someone with sleep that's basically just like a free smash attack right there right there and then yep it's, it's great i went i went to go play a um i went to go play a smash night with some of the boys and um yeah every, we all just picked hero and it was a glorious clusterfuck of just spells going off left right and center fantastic yeah no but like people were actually predicting that steve from minecraft was gonna get into smash well at the same time i can see it happening so i wouldn't be surprised if it did I, it better fucking not yeah it kind of feels like a wasted slot it is entirely a wasted slot like with all that they've just they've knocked it out of the park for the last three like fucking joker home run hero home run banjo kazooie home run like the next two hopefully they keep up with the trend and just keep on hitting home runs how long did nintendo plan on keeping smash bros ultimate alive for i don't know i'm hoping that after this first battle pass they do like next year they have like another battle pass because i really don't want them to move on to another game because from what i remember pretty sure the only reason why the old smash community was alive was because or the old smash was alive still was because of the community not Mm. the actual nintendo but it seems like nintendo are you know putting some real thought and some real money into this one so i got the feeling they want to keep pumping like content into it for as long as they can to keep it alive i hope they do because it's a really good game and the switch makes it super handy because like I, it's not like i have to lug around like a fucking ps4 or like some giant brick like the xbox whenever i go over to fucking one of our mates places mm. i can just bring the tiny ass switch and i can use his dock so i just bring that in charge it on there i use one of my controllers and then fucking bob's your uncle and away we go yeah funnily enough the switch has been making the rounds in the model combat pro competition as well mainly because it gives international players a way you know on long flights or they could just lab shit 
Oh yeah, because they can mm. just take the because since it's on the Switch and Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch, they can just yeah just practice moves or try combos on the fight there. Exactly, they can land different situations, see see what their options are against certain characters, especially though this is more would be for a more dedicated, like a smaller tournament. But if you already knew the brackets, then you could look at going, all right, these are the big names I already know, so I could do some specific labbing against their characters and their variations just to make sure I know what I'm doing. Mm. But that's been pretty popular as well. And Model Combat 11 is actually another one that, from what I've heard, similar to what you were just saying about Smash, is that they plan to keep it going for a while. Yeah, they plan to keep pumping content and updates into it to keep it alive for as long as they can. Yeah. Because by the, they've they've put a lot of new mechanics into the game, so there's a lot of opportunities for them to go, all right, we're <coughs> trying this element out. Or because you've played Mortal Kombat, do you know much about the... Um, I don't know. Like, you know the bonus stuff that you get, like... You can customize the Ender Scorpion spear to do like percentage damage or reduce stagger by this and that sort of stuff. So they can tweak and balance that around, but I'm pretty sure they don't allow that in no, uh, competitive you play. You don't get either. So there's like a, a three stage thing there's the runes and stuff like that, which are all of those this move does extra damage, or you get more health, or you can recover health from hitting this move, or whatever. Mm hmm. Runes are only available in stuff like the Towers of Type, which is the... against an AI. Okay. Um, basically, like, the AI challenges. Then in casual play, you've got... And then in other play, you've also got the variation system, where basically you can make your own variation out of a list of different moves and just choose the moves you like out of that on top of the character's core. Uh, however, that's also not allowed in tournament. In tournaments, there are two set variations for each character. And they haven't... I believe they've been talking about later on adding a third variation for characters, but that's not confirmed yet. Okay. They also just had a really, really big balance patch. With which, the characters? Yeah. Because from what really I hear, that fucking crypt needs some balancing. <laughs> I, yeah, about the whole crypt thing. I I heard about no, it, but I there's like there's like, all right. So the crypt is obviously the crypt is where you can unlock like concept arts, costumes, and shit like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the issue people are having with the crypt is there was multiple currencies uh -oh. for the crypt. I'm not too sure if the crypt was running on a paid currency or not, but I know there's in-game currencies, multiple in-game currencies that you can get by doing certain things. Well, that's not necessarily just the crypt. There were issues with the crypt, but Mortal Kombat 11 had a lot of backlash just in general about its how its microtransactions and stuff like that worked. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure about the microtransactions in Mortal Kombat, so I can't really comment on that. All I know is that uh, the fact that they had multiple currencies not only confused people, but it, it felt like a massive grind to get these currencies to unlock certain things, to which the crypt has now become completely randomized for every person. <coughs> so if I was to unlock a Sub-Zero uh, skin from a particular grave in the crypt, 
it even gives me like a coordinate number that you, you know, used if, if to I be go... able to share with friends yeah to get like certain stuff so if i told my friend to go over to this coordinate and he opened it up there's a good chance he's not going to get the exact same thing i got because it's randomized for each person so like at that point why would you need coordinates anyway but yeah, yeah. so mortal Kombat shaping up that's that's what i'm hearing yeah but that's basically what i've been doing so i've been getting back into playing dragon ball fighters um which i'm having a lot of fun with have actually managed to convince alex and a couple of my other friends to play with me so that's been cool yeah as i said i was talking to you briefly about it but i want to do like a quick look for the channel on it yeah with the especially if the new characters coming out mm. yeah when, when janema comes out we can get us two and then probably get um one of our mates in as well as a guest who's a bit better than both of us so i've reinstalled it i just haven't played it in a very long time well then you can jump in and play or watch yeah either way. N neither of us have played it for a very long time either all right so no, i've been playing the suki recently and yeah you have because <laughs> he's been practicing you just said he was practicing yeah yeah i haven't so all right I'm going to start off my week from a quote. Ooh, and then it's going... <laughs> and it's going to dive down from there. We so this think, is the high point of your week? Just this, this quote? No, this is, this is basically what I've been doing for my entire week. Mm. We think there is a fundamental misconception about piracy. Piracy is almost always a service problem and not a pricing problem. Not just a pricing problem. If a pirate offers a product anywhere in the world, 24-7, purchasable from, at, from your convenience of your personal computer, and the legal provider says the product is region-locked and will come to your country in three months after the US release and can only be purchased at a brick-and-mortar store, then the pirate service is more valuable. That so was I've said heard, by I've Gabe Newell himself. Before. Yeah, I've heard that one before. Why do you think so many people in Australia pirate movies? Because, because they're Australia locked. It's not accessible law. here. Exactly. It's so hard it, between Australian copyright law and people just releasing it other countries earlier for whatever fucking reason, whether or, or not that's or related to country specific um, <laughs> services. Yeah, or DRM, like HBO and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Then you can't really be that surprised about it. Yeah, so, so back back in high school, I wanted I was I can't remember what I was watching, but it was on the comedy channel and it said like, Oh, if you want to watch more of this stuff, go to our website. And I'm like, Okay, I'll go to your website. So there I am sitting there in the middle of school on the comedy channel website. First thing that pops up and says, Oh, we recognize you've logged in from Australia. Sorry, but you're not allowed to view any of our content. At least you have kangaroos though. Yeah, it sounds like the South Park website. Hmm. You log into the South Park website to watch an episode and goes, hey, not available in your country. Yeah, it, it's, it so, said that, but it was definitely the comedy channel that said that to me. So, short but simple example, Parasite Eve uh, 1. So, mm. Parasite Eve 2 is available on the PSN store in Australia. Perfectly fine, bought it. Parasite Eve 1 is not. And this, this goes for Silent Hill 1. Parasite Eve 1 and Silent Hill 1 were not available on the Australian PSN store but was available on the American store. I am unable to purchase it off the American store. So I talked to PSN and stuff, and then it's like, yeah, to get those games, you're going to have to create an American account, then buy an American PSN gift card with Australian money, and then use that gift card on that account. 
and I just complain to fuck. I'm like, like Silent Hill One is accessible on the American store, on the European store, but not the Australian store. What the fuck? Literally a week later, Silent Hill One appears on the Australian store. Ooh. And oh, I, remember- I remember you were saying that to me, and you're going, "You're 90% sure it's because you were so adamant in bitching about it." Yes. I was, uh, because I, I was on in chat when I was bitching about it on the phone to Sony people and that guy was giving me mad lip, but the it, fucking, the convenience, not the, the coincidence the, between the it is just too short of a frame. Like if they released it months later, then maybe, but it was a week, a goddamn fucking week after I complained. But the big story, the big story I talk about this piracy thing is because of Killzone 3. So, I have a modified PS3 purely because the CD drive, well, the Blu-ray drive in it does not work. So, any games I do have, I just rip onto my computer and then port it over to my PS3. Perfect. Fine. Um, I decided to do that with Killzone. Killzone 3. And port it over to my PS3. And PS3 tells me I need to update it to a 1.14. Cool. I can do that. Update it crashed black screen all right this doesn't seem right like the update completed and restarted it and then reload the game but the game crashes now the game crashes every single time i go into killzone 3 every single time so i'll look up online what the fuck's going on and this seems to be a massive issue among killzone 3 people where update 1.14 fucked up the single player part because you can't fucking get into the game because apparently the 1.14 update decides to go you know what i'm not gonna read the game disc i'm gonna try and find the files on the hard drive for some unknown reason so it goes looking on the hard drive can't find it crashes well fuck okay but if you had installed Killzone 3 before the 1.14 update, it fucked up your multiplayer. It just completely broke multiplayer, so people were were not able to play multiplayer. So after this whole issue, everyone's crying out to Gorilla, who are developers, going, what the fuck's going on? And I've seen multiple sort of things and where Gorilla's, like, the Killzone Twitter supports, like, hey, look, just explain what you did to create uh to reenact the problem and we can help you so the guy does and then there's no reply month later the guy's like hey where what what the fuck going on no reply and then like you see a post three years later yeah this game's pretty much doa it's abandonware so what the gorilla decided to do goes all right 1.14 fucked up the game for people so you know how we're gonna make this right we're going to make the multiplayer stand alone and release it on PSN for free. Hmm. But, but, okay. the server, the servers are shutting down soon, so you better get fucking into it. <laughs> and to this day, still not fixed, as I said, because I just ran into this issue. So I'm fucking scratching my head going, what the fuck can I do about this? I, I just deleted it, reported it my hard drive, did not do the update. It turns out, um, according to some people, 
who said basically if your Pierce Freeze firmware is above a certain point, it will require the update to play. Otherwise, uh, without the update, you get a black screen crash. So I'm like, well, fuck. Like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So what do I do? I go, fuck it. I'm going to go and download, I'm going to find a fucking ISO for the European version and download that. I'm going to download that and I'm going to port it and hopefully I can work around this issue. Fucking port it over to the PS3. Not a single goddamn issue. Not one. Straight into the game. Straight playing. They just fucked up the USA version. And just went, not our problem. By the way, free multiplayer, but limited time only. <laughs> like, they <laughs> The most they limited just, of limited time onlys. Not only did they not, they choose not to fix the issue, they refused to address it. Like, straight up. It got so bad, they just removed it from the PSN store. I don't they believe removed, this is happening, so it's not happening. It's they removed simple. Killzone Free from the PSN store because of this issue because the game is literally unplayable and people who did have the game whose game broke i'm assuming they get a <laughs> refund for it because the, the the fucking thing is faulty so to say sony to say there are so like let's just remove it from the store because obviously fucking gorilla's not doing anything about it they straight up just dismissed it and then made Shadowfall. And I was like, I've played one, I played two, I played Shadowfall. I haven't finished free. I haven't even played free and I want to play free. But fuck me, it took me like a week of just trying this and that, try downloading this. You know, it's it's fucking just making me pull my hair out. Just going, why the fuck isn't this working? And it turns out it's not your fault. It's literally gorillas fuck up and they just don't want to fix it. So that's been my week, trying to get Killzone free working and then playing Demon Souls because that, that sounds almost entirely like anti cheat. <laughs> you don't want to. We don't want to fix it. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anti cheat. The anti cheat no, in no, no, one game is you. viewing the anti cheat but, of but, another game as but, a cheat, and both of them are trying to attack each other. All right, all right. How about this though? Fuck you. Alright? No, I Because they were both using the same anti-cheat. No, no, they were both using different anti-cheats. Oh. It was it was the anti-cheat from Dragon Ball Fighter Z that was conflicting with the anti-cheat from Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2, which would cause Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2 to uh, get stuck in a loading loop and crash and spit back an error saying that my system 32 needed to be reinstalled. That sound... All right. That doesn't sound sketchy at all. That sounds like something a virus would say. <laughs> you sound ob You sound quite suspicious like a virus, anti-cheat. No, yeah. no, I don't. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta turn off your cheats. Okay, your anti-cheats. Ooh. But yeah, yeah. so, so it. the only way I could get Battlefield Gothic Armada 2 working was if I verified the integrity of the game cache. And right. that's the only way it works. So I am going to top off my week with an announcement. I 
I am planning on doing this as soon as I can, mm-hmm. but I want to do a run through of the entire Soulsborn series. Ooh. So, obviously, it's going to start from chronological order. So you have Demon Souls, Dark Souls One, Two, Three, and Bloodborne. Hmm. So when I my PS3 when I get a new PS3 controller because mine's wigging out at times and that's not what you want during a Souls playthrough correct that, that that's really very is not it. what you want I need to get off my it, ass and finish Dark Souls 2 uh, you can skip it <laughs> I mean I need to get off my ass and finish Dark Souls 1 yes yes you do I need to get off my ass and finish Demon Souls it sounds so much like a hipster but yeah like um, <laughs> my PS3 controller is wigging out for some reason, the left side of controller just starts mashing all its connections, even though I'm not touching it. Ooh. So I'll be in the middle of a boss battle, and then my fucking character, which I'm going to have one character consistently through the entire series, called Misty Fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. She'll be, like, going to swing at the boss and then just start hammering down fucking healing things. She's fucking <laughs> munching them down as if she forgot the eight. And she's just fucking in front of the boss, too. Yeah, <laughs> she's just fucking like, well, stuffing thanks, her face. Thanks, man. Well done. <laughs> she's, like, just stuffing her face full of these fucking moon grass. I'm like, no, bitch, you're full health! But it has the same... So... Demon Souls has the same health system like Dark Souls 2 in which if you die you lose a portion of your health. Okay. But the only way to regain your health is to beat a boss. Interesting. Except instead of losing portion by portion, you lose half. And only half. So if you die by a boss, half your health gone. Beat the next boss, you get your whole health back. Like so in Demon Souls, I'll go over this quickly. Uh, you're given a tutorial boss, and you're meant to lose to it. But yeah. me, being the fucking misty fisty cuffs I am, beat it. And it's like, oh cool, you 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 beat the boss. And there's a like, I hate to fucking rain on my own parade, but there's an AI. Um, you can sort of bug the AI to do. It's basically a cut copy of the Asylum Demon. Okay but lower polygons. So you, you can abuse the AI to only do like the sort of hover up and then yeah, the flat fall down thing. Yeah. Where you just sort of get it into the corner entrance and it'll just keep doing that over and over again. So once you do that, you go to an area where there's this big ass dragon thing from the intro and straight up, like you like you walk up to it expecting a boss battle. Nah, he just falcon punches you and you're dead. Like... <laughs> cut scene falcon punches you and then it switches back to in game and goes you died like fuck off it wasn't even my intention (laughs) fuck you yeah and it's like you have to die because you need to go to the nexus which is the the home world for demon souls but yeah i'm just sitting there going i feel so cheated like imagine that me being cheated me being cheated in a souls game how how unpredictable and uncommon is that? But yes, that has been my week. So, I think it's time we head into the noose. So we have a couple of articles here. A couple we're just going to breeze over and one we're going to have a, a nice discussion about. 
The first one being, if my fucking thing will load, uh, Death Stranding is no longer listed as a PlayStation 4 exclusive. Ooh, so that, that could be interesting. Jeff Knightley, the guy who hosts the Game Show Awards, who has an absolute rocketing hard-on for Kojima. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. as I anyone can... worth their salt in this industry should. No, 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 like... He has an unhealthy hard-on for Kojima. Like, if those two were ever alone in a room together, like, Jeff Knightley would rohypnol the fuck out of Kojima. And not have sex with him, just smell the scent of his balls. (laughs) Kind of creepy. Okay. That's a little unhealthy. So he posted on... Um... Uh, his Twitter saying, excited about, excited to announce that Hideo Kojima will live in, be live in what looks like Cologne during GamesCon opening night live on Monday. Uh, exclusive look at new Death Stranding. Uh, ONL uh, will stream around the world across all major platforms. Um, wait, is this? Hold up. Wait a second. We're holding up. Wait. I think this might be a misinterpretation. Um, da, 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 da. So uh, who's misinterpretation? Hold- theirs or yours? Theirs. Ooh. Uh, Maybe slightly less distant a few days ago. However, noticed by a, ve- a Vestern over at the rest of the forums, Death Stranding is no longer... Uh, so it's no longer listed as a P4 exclusive. Um, it used to be. So it used to be known as a P4 exclusive. Um is now taken off the list of PS4 exclusives from PlayStation's uh, website. Ooh. So that... So where's ABC? Yeah, Death Stranding has been removed from the PlayStation exclusive list. Mm -hmm. See, I thought this was a misinterpretation when it said Death Stranding will stream around the world across all major platforms. That's what I thought the misinter- misinterpretation was, but it's like, no, the stream would be on all platforms. But yes, Death Stranding has been removed from PlayStation's for PlayStation 4's uh, listing, to which the Wayback Machine, they have a link to the Wayback Machine, uh, says that Death Stranding was on the exclusive. So... Not too sure what's going on there. I don't see it not being exclusive because Sony are partnered with Kojima on this. Mm-hmm. Like, Sony are the ones pretty much bankrolling Kojima productions. Yeah, Death Stranding's on the... Yep, yeah, that's fucking weird. So as of May 26, Death Stranding was on the list and now it's not. Interesting. So yeah... Um, I can see if it isn't, if it does not become exclusive or if it does become on other platforms, I can't see it going on Xbox. I do see it going on PC, but even then I don't see it going on PC. I just don't think, well, it depends. I haven't sort of seen how much PlayStation hold their cards to the chest lately, but having you know death stranding being exclusive i think is like a 
make deal like it would make your console oh even yeah if, even if they just delayed death stranding to the ps5 that would be the equivalent of bloodborne for the ps4 it would just yeah. sell consoles and it was and it will sell consoles it will so that's interesting to see that death stranding but gamescom is coming up so we'll get more information about it hopefully then but also speaking of gamescom but not directly mm-hmm. um resident evil or capcom have a ambassador um program in which then people can sign up to be resident evil ambassadors in which then capcom sends them emails about news about resident evil and shit like that before anyone else it's like a you're you're our vips but not like journalist vips but you're bet you're just better than those filthy mouth breathers <laughs> so um they sent out a email to the japanese um resident evil ambassadors that sounds so professional basically saying that hey look guys um there is a test for a new capcom game uh i'll see if i can find the actual thing because it's not actually so it was in japanese but a fan resident evil site via Hayes has uh translated it says to all resident evil ambassadors thank you for your patronage patronage is that a word yeah patronage patronage regarding the resident evil mm-hmm. series today we're letting you know that we are recruiting testers for a game that's in development we are interested in incorporating the feedback of all ambassadors into our development so please read the details below if you are interested in participating click the entry button so to me that that says a game is already past development stage it is in testing stage now yeah well i wouldn't say past development stage but it's it's gone far enough there's something to test yeah yeah like there is something to test to the point where they're willing to put it out to public but like only selected members Mm. meaning like i have the feeling there'll be a uh what's the term when you can't non-disclosure agreement yeah non-disclosure agreement about it until the same same thing that anthem and ea made people sign if they wanted to get into the anthem uh closed thing yeah but ea was like we're just gonna we're just gonna get rid of your account capcom's gonna be like "Uh, we can delete your ambassador privilege yeah but like, um, that's still that's still fucking those dumb shits that started yeah, but, streaming the anthem closed alpha. Yeah, but I also don't see like, especially the Japanese audience, audience like doing a whole bunch of like leaking shit. Yeah, that's. I mean, like that's, that's usually... probably why they chose the Japanese audience because they know like they're at least trustworthy with a non-disclosure agreement rather than what happened with Anthem. <laughs> yeah anthem was pretty much just a shit show but yeah so it's either fucking i'd think it's either one of two things both of them are fucking i i'll be frothing at the mouth like a mutt dog for which is resident evil 3 remake or resident evil 8 now if anything it would most likely be a resident evil 8 because like Resident Evil only came out... Resident Evil 2 only came out this year. Like, 
we we only just got Resident Evil 2 this year. And as much as the fucking amazing game it is, there's no way it's they would have... It's more likely they'll release a new game rather than a, the remake of the sequel. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's more likely that they would have a game that they've got a separate team working on instead of the, the team they did for the remake, which would be the main team for Capcom for Resident Evil, making Resident Evil 8. Because, as I said, right now it's in a playable state. And only like a month or so after Resident Evil 2 Remake came out, uh, that Capcom division were, was garnering uh, opinions for, hey, look, if you want a Resident Evil free, let us know. So like, they know, it was either they predicted Resident Evil 2 being the fucking straight up home run it was and wanted to pump out Resident Evil 3 in the same, like within a respectable window, or is going to be Resident Evil 8. <laughs> to my... I, I think it's going to be Resident Evil 8. And since Capcom is going to GamesCon, which is happening on, like, the 20th of August... So we'll find uh, out then. I have a feeling either then or at the Japanese game show, which is in September. But either way, I'm excited. My waistline is furious. I, I am all for Resident Evil 8 stuff. Hmm. Like, I'll be interested to see where they take Resident Evil 8 because uh, Resident Evil 7 was an like an open and shut story, pretty much. Like, hey, look, this happened, this fight, this virus happened, and everything was finished. So it's either... I kind of got the feeling they want to go back to the survival horror stuff because seeing how popular Resident Evil 7 was and then garnering that popularity against Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah, but, oh, okay, no, that wouldn't make sense, actually, because they wouldn't just change the build. Like, games are not quick fucking things you can pump out. No, they So are Resident not. Evil 8 would have had to be in development a while before Resident Evil 2 was released. Probably, yeah. Especially if, especially if there's, like, a, a buildable, not buildable, a playable build right now. So there's that one. And then what's the uh where did my document go? There we go. And then Lucky Last, which is the one I want to discuss. Uh 2K, the um uh, I wanna say the Take two. parent Yeah, take two what says two K here? Oh, two K, yeah. Yeah. So two K, the father company of Gearbox, um sent some private investigators to a popular Borderlands streamer's house for, from what I want to say, quote-unquote interrogation. He says it was interrogated for like 40 minutes. I haven't seen it, so I can't say he was. All I know is 2K have confirmed that they sent these investigators to the guy's house. So, yesterday, a but Borderlands... On, top, on hmm? top of that, this is outside of the... Um... Oh, no, it is actually addressed later on in the article. But on top of confirming that they sent private investigators to his house, mm -hmm. they also manually copyright struck his channel seven times, which is possibly enough to permanently terminate the channel. Six of them yeah. have been taken down as of this point. Um, and on top of that... There's no proof as to whether Take-Two was involved or 2K were involved or not. 
but his Discord server also got terminated. Yeah, I saw that. Time. So he, he tur- they took down his Discord server after his encounter with the investigators uh, for par- for what they allegedly say involved in selling, promoting, and distributing cheats, hacks, or cracked accounts. To which there's no evidence of such that I have seen. Um, yes. Yeah, so basically. Long story short, popular Borderland, Borderlands YouTube, uh, YouTuber and streamer um, found some information, um, some sort of uh, private information about Borderlands 3, to which he says was literally able to access publicly. He was able to get this information out in the public. So it's not like... like take two or gearbox had given this information under a non non-disclosure agreement he he received the information on the internet to which he just reported on it on his channel and then fucking was it take two or gearbox that struck his channel so i heard take two see is, that is it, that is a straight up abuse of the youtube of system power. Not just the power, but of the YouTube system. Like, yeah, but the yeah. YouTube system was designed to be abused. Oh, no, um, it wasn't designed to be abused. It was just sort of left in good faith not to be abused. So, so a bit more info on what I've seen about this, um, the little bit of research I've done, is basically what happened is when they were doing a live stream of Borderlands 3 of some of the stuff they were revealing, at one point, there was a pause screen showed up, which mm. had some Twitch accounts, like, on the screen, uh, and which just seemed to be random gibberish. Some people decided, hey, we'll go subscribe to them and just see what happens. Then, at one point later on, one of these accounts started streaming, and has been found out later, some of them were test accounts for Borderlands 3. Now, the screen itself was black, you know, they couldn't access it. However, the thumbnail that shows what's being played does update occasionally, and it's those still images he got from the updates that he got his information from. Now, anyone who saw that live stream demonstration had access to that picture that they showed up. If they didn't want it to happen, it's still their negligence that caused it. I was about to say, like... It's entirely... What were the they testing? fault that this what got were they, out. What were they testing that had to be broadcast on a public site? Like, mm. what is something that Gearbox had to stream to be tested on Twitch? The only thing I could understand is probably Twitch integration, in which... I believe it was Twitch integration. To which, like, there must be something, like, Gearbox can do in order to work with Twitch to do this so shit like that doesn't go... Like, I don't know why... I I have no idea why it would have a black screen, but in the thumbnail, how the actual video... I'm not too sure how that would work. Well, I suspect it's it's a specific censoring thing Mm. they were using it for testing but they didn't want anyone seeing it so they were blacking out the screen if it wasn't from i don't know how they do it but you know if it wasn't from it it's a certain ip address that they were running the servers from so 
But to send the, the like, short version is it was their fuck up and negligence that got this leak out and at the end of the day that's what it is it's a leak it happens in the gaming industry it's, but it happens it, very yeah it happens so often in the but take two not take two um 2k confirms that they sent these investigators because apparently they were have been investigating him well this is the quote they said take two and 2k take the security and confidentiality of trade secrets all right you lost me there trade secrets trade secrets right yeah, yeah these sure are trade thing. secrets being broadcasted on twitch very seriously the yeah. actions we're taking is a result of a 10-month investigation and a history of this creator profiting from breaking our policies leaking confidential information about our products and products and infringing our copyright the information he shared about the situation in his video is incomplete and in some cases untrue. Not only were there many of his actions illegal, but they were negatively impacting the experience of other content creators and our fans in anticipation of the game. Yeah, fuck off. Wow. Fuck, fuck off with off. that. He's basically yeah, saying this video... Not, not only did everything he say that was that everything he said there was incorrect but he's they've also chosen to attack one of their hardcore fans he this shared this out of a genuine interest interest excitement yeah. going hey look what i found this is so fucking cool maybe my other the people who follow me who are also hardcore fans of this um just jaden jaden as a borderlands fan I believe that is negatively impacting my experience and my anticipation for the game. Well, I think that the <laughs> company and people are responsible for this are complete dipshits. Yeah, like 100%. And on top of the shit Randy Pitchford's pulled recently. Like... Dude, the fact... <laughs> That's a name. The fact <laughs> Randy Pitchford is still front and center trying to advertise Ball and Free, fucking, I'm miffed. Like, I have no fucking idea. So... Randy Pitchford's in the middle of a fucking, like, court investigation about stealing, like, embezzling millions of dollars from their company, losing a USB with actual trade secrets on, to which that USB with trade secrets was sharing space with a barely legal squirt and queen. Ah, yeah, that's. I was about to say, wasn't there like some borderline pedophilia on that USB? So as like, well? but yeah, no, you got it, you got it. Yeah. So yeah, it, the, the title was barely to, legal to then, eighteen or some shit. To then that same, uh, when he was questioned about that same incident, he was on a magician's no. magic oriented so, podcast. Yes. Yeah, so because Randy Pitcher is a fucking magician, yeah, he can make billion, millions of money, <laughs> millions of dollars disappear, and um. Yeah, so he's, he's trying to explain it off. It's like, oh, you know, uh, it was actually just like her her title was like barely eighteen thingamajig. And man, the reason why he was discussing this on like a magic podcast purely to have the line, it was it was something like it's actually like magic of how much liquid she has in her or some shit like that, like. <laughs> literally says something along those lines it's like it's a fucking magic trick how much liquid she has in her i'm like oh, are you fucking kidding me like oh my god and uh it's actually painful 
Yeah, and he just I keeps think... getting... Like, remember that fucking Twitter tirade he had about fucking people, the, the, the game journalists reporting on, like, there's actual microtransactions in the game. After Randy Pitcher said, there's no microtransactions in the game. So he, you know what I meant. You're oh, just yeah, taking no. words Thanks. out of my mouth. Thanks, guys. Thank you for fucking me on this. Like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Someone take his account away. This guy is just talk. He's actively ruining the Borderlands reputation. Just doing what he's doing, and they still they still kept him front and center for a while. That, like, that man is a walking embarrassment. I, as I said, the fact that he keeps like putting the reputation of Borderlands down, down, just existing. He is still in the middle of like an investigation, as well as a court case about embezzlement. Embezzlement, like the mishandling of company secrets, and questionable porn. But nah, let's throw him upstage to do a shitty magic trick. So like, oh, did you see the magic trick he did during the Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal? No. No. Basically, it's like, hey, guy, I'm pulling randomly from... No, it starts with, girl, come up here, sit on the chair, done. Guy, random guy, definitely not a plant, come up here. All right, sign your name on this card. Cool, your card? All right, let me pull out this fresh deck of cards, completely wrapped and sealed. And then he gave, like, told a cam out, like, a number of cards. But he held it in such a way, you literally see the signature on all the cards. <laughs> like, you literally see the signature on all the cards. And that's the most fuck, like... Because, as I said, the first, like, five you see down have this, like, this signature on it. So, obviously, it was, like, a plant. Fucking magic was ruined. Like, it wasn't ruined for me, but, like... Uh, when I went to the Fringe show in Adelaide, um, my brother, we went, to, me and my family went to this magic show, and the magician calls up my brother, and it's like, sir, what drink, like, oh, I'm gonna make a drink appear, sir, what drink were you thinking? It's like a beer, and he's like, yes, ha, huh, here's a beer, I'm like, okay, that's cool, my brother's like, yeah, the guy before the show started came up to me and said, the guy's gonna call you out, and you're gonna ask a beer. I'm like, fuck, that ruined it so hard for me. Mm. <laughs> like, literally the sound guy comes up to my brother and is like, hey, look, uh, magician's got to call you out for a drink and just say beer. Like, if my brother wanted to be a real asshole, like, <laughs> just imagine that guy's act just fucking falling, falling to, bits. to bits. And it's like, you know what? I want a dry martini. You're like, you get a beer. <laughs> well, was that a beer? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, what Take Two uh, did with this whole situation is extremely like an abuse of power with like the copyright strikes from YouTube. Obviously, abusing the power of YouTube, which is pretty much his livelihood, and then sending people, investigators, to his house to interrogate him i want to say quote unquote interrogate because i don't know how it went down he basically said they came up to me and questioned me for uh 40 minutes which to me sounds like an interrogation but it could have been like a friendly conversation at the door but yeah like it's like hey that is super fucked and as a company like i hope this gets back at you 
tenfold because like if you're like sending the take two people to come to his house yeah that's a real dog move and then there's the whole like yeah we also wanted to ruin his child like his livelihood and then delete his discord yeah. like these people tried to ruin him because of this because of their fuck up because they didn't take precautions and measures to make sure that this didn't get out or this wouldn't be observed and yet they fucked up and instead of admitting okay we <coughs> fucked up they went no <coughs> he fucked up and that is just fucking oh man I just hate you as a company yeah kind of kind of feeling the hate right now really feeling anyway, the hate right now on. Yes, well, that was our last news article of the week. I don't know. I need a fucking news jingle. I kind of just want to make like a... I don't know how I'll get the sound effect, but I want to mm. get a sound effect of someone kicking a chair while their head's in a noose. Just to hear the hunk. <laughs> so when I say, let's jump into the news, it be like a hunk. And he's... Like from the bottom, yeah, you get the idea. But yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah. So on to tonight's topic, which is quite a simple one, mind you, but nevertheless, no, like an important well, one. Mm. It is a favorite boss fight. So I was thinking about this question in two aspects. I have a, like a favorite boss, as in like you know, motivations, design, that sort of stuff, or a favorite boss fight. So I think I'll split the question into so, two. So one for this your, week. Your favorite boss from a design perspective and your favorite boss from a mechanical, like actually... Yeah, uh, from a battle. Fight. So yeah. this week, this week, we'll keep it to a favorite boss fight, like a favorite boss battle, and then next week we'll discuss a favorite boss uh, design. Design. Well, we'll see how long it takes. And, and All right. Because gonna... I've got one. Oh, here we go. Fucking straight shooter you over here. Yep. Yeah, go click on the draw. All right, my favorite boss fight uh, was Valravan in Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Ah, oh, yeah, you were talking the crow guy. Yeah. So I haven't fought him yet, but I've started uh, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, and I'm on my way to fight him now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do tell me about why you love this boss fight. I love this boss fight because he was the first boss I ever fought uh, in Hellblade Cinema Sacrifice. Uh, he was the first pathway I chose because it gives you an option at the start to choose either Serta or Valravan. Mm. I picked Valravan because he was the hunter, the crow, and I'm like, he sounds pretty cool. I want to see what they do with him. And like, you know, every every video game needs that fire boss. So I'm like, I'll put off the fire boss for the second next time around. I'll go with the, I'll go with the unique boss this time around. His puzzles were actually really fun. Uh, sort of the perspective based puzzles how um standing on like a certain uh archway will reveal like a different will like undo or redo like a different part of the map for you to like walk through doorways and stuff okay that's that's really cool with uh how his puzzles work beforehand but his boss fight itself is it's one of the coolest fucking boss fights i've ever been in because of just how like how mechanically uh hellblade center sacrifice works is everything is like very tight it's very claustrophobic like all of like this from the sound design aspect all the hits are really chunky and you've got like this seven foot tall hunched over like a man with like a bird skull 
um, helmet and like covered in feathers, and he's got like cur- like curved sickle blades, and he's just he's throwing them at you. He's running in. He's pretty. He's fast as well, but like one <laughs> well, he's of a bird, like, bird man. Yeah, like, he's like he's doing acrobatic shit. Like you're keeping on him. You're keeping the pressure on. Like that sort of shit there. It's just the whole fight as well is really fucking cool, and I re- I really just super enjoyed it. Like I really wish more games would be made with you know uh, more attention to detail in boss fights and just encapsulating more of like Hellblade Center with sacrifice combat because the combat in that game is so incredible. It's I I want another game with that sort of level of detail in the combat. Like I would actually say that Hellblade Center with sacrifice <clears throat> surpasses God of War. In, in terms of combat, with both of them being in this, like, the, the modern God of War. Hmm. Well, like, as I said, like, the combat... Oh, I haven't said it yet, but, like, the combat in Center of Sacrifice is pretty straightforward, but it's not, like, sort of ham-fisted at you. It's like, oh, you got to do this and that. It's sort of like, figure it out. Like, you have these... You have an attack, heavy attack, parry, and a dodge. And simple mechanics, but use them properly like if you just use them all fucking regardless then you're gonna lose <coughs> so just mm. use them properly and you'll get like a very cinematic fight out of it yeah that's uh, still sort of shit there i remember like in one of the runs i was doing of vel Raven, i was literally one hit away from death and he does this one move at me i'm like i'm not going to be able to dodge it in time my only option is to either parry or die <laughs> and i landed that fucking parry and I swear to God, it was the most fucking incredible, like, two seconds I've ever felt in a boss fight. Just, like, a, just a little bit of jizz. Just, just a little, little bit of jizz like, came oh, out. Oh, man. Just a drop. Full, I, went, I went from fucking soft cock to full mast. Not enough like to ruin the underwear, seconds. but enough to give it a wash. I was, I was pitching a tent. Right? <laughs> I, was, I was scout master pitching a tent right there. Nice. At that boss fight. Pegs in that tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was like, oh, just landing that parry. Like when it, that do or die moment, landing the do was just, it was incredible. Well, and that's I, the good thing about cinematic boss fights. It's like they make the fight feel more important and more impactful than just a regular gamey boss fight. Yeah, it was so fucking good. I love it. But like, as long as you don't involve take like control away from the person like putting cuts like cutscenes in the fire or quick time events just as you keep keep that sort of cinematic look but have the player in full control mm. yeah that was the really good part also there's this other nice little feature about hellblade cinema sacrifice uh when your hp reaches zero you, if you mash the shit out of uh i think it's the a button or the x button um if you're using an Xbox controller, A or X button, you can actually get up again. Hmm. Okay. So de- death is not death. It's just don't be a bitch. Yeah, just don't be a bitch and keep going. But That's all the of the boss fights me. in Hellblade Center with Sacrifice are really, really fucking fun. All of the fights in general are really, really fucking good. And like that game needs more attention. That game needs to be like, you know, held up. Like this is how we do car- like fucking over the shoulder third person action games. As I said, it came from Ninja Fury, the guys who fucking tried ruining DM Devil May Cry. <laughs> yeah, and they come out with this shit here. Guess so don't where was just this? let them do their own shit. Don't give them an IP. Just let them do their own shit. <laughs> yeah, 
All so right, that so was that it. you done? That's me. Valraven is mine. All right. Give me give me some good stuff, Jade. All right. First, I'm going to have to give a short list of honorable mentions because there All are right. a few that All right. From a design perspective, I I really like part of, part of what makes a good boss fight for me that I remember really well is one I've lost to a fuck ton of times. But one that I've lost to fairly. That the boss is hard, but it's hard within the rules that the game's already set out. Okay. I'm interested. So, there's a few bosses I'd pick out from the Dark Souls series. Dark Eater Medea, the Nameless King, and oh, the Nameless Slave Knight was... Gale. Are the three then, that come to mind off the top of my head? Wait, Slave Knight Gale. Why is that familiar? It's final he boss is of the, the final boss of the Ring City DLC in Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that. Yeah, he's, I, he's I, do up that. there for me. Um, from a design perspective, another boss from Dark Souls Three is the Abyss Watchers, and that's uh, both from a visual design perspective in that they they just look cool and the way they move is cool. The Abyss but how, Watchers. How the boss fight works with the Abyss Watchers is you first you fight the Abyss Watchers, and there's the main one that stands up. After you've been fighting oh, them, a second copy of it spawns in with its own health bar, mm-hmm. and will start fighting you as well. And a bit later, a third one will pop up with its own health bar as well. This third one has red eyes and will aggro everything, including the other Abyss Watchers. And yeah, that's the weird, like, so I need to see the a, lore on that one. It's a bit of a gimmicky fight, but it just well, feels I wouldn't, really cool to do. And I wouldn't say it's so much a gimmicky fight, well, because is, I think the gimmick. gimmick I think the gimmick would involve... It's a good, no, it's a good thing. I enjoy it, but that's the definition of a gimmick. It's yeah, something I'd, say, that... I'd say so. Because I, 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 I would say, like, a gimmick is, like things that your character needs to do rather than what happens to the boss outside of your actions but just the way they portray that like yeah when you're entering, there's, there's when you're so many dead bodies fight, of them around there's mm. a a ton of dead bodies around b whenever you kill like so the main one's got the boss health bar mm-hmm. uh, if you kill him then it goes into phase two where basically phase two is the same he's got a few more move sets all his sword attacks explode with fire and logger rage and hard to hit and all hard to dodge and all of that um but if you kill either of the other two ones they'll just stay dead for a bit and then get back up on full health so you can't, oh. like, focus one of them down and then go, all right, now I've just got a one-on-one fight. No, they'll just keep respawning until you do it. But the way they set it up, like, the place looks like a fucking cathedral that you're fighting it in. And you're walking up. Basically, there's kind of a, a stairway built into this. Um, you've just gone through a fucking poison swamp, which is awful to play in. Everyone mm. knows. Fuck poison oh, swamp. I fucking hate poison swamps it's not a FromSoft game unless it's a poison swamp um, but it's like hidden in this fortress and then you get in and you light these three bonfires in the poison swamp to open this door this mm. massive door and then you go in and it's basically a curved staircase with a couple of enemies on it and all oh, those you, goat things I fucking yeah, hate and them. then you yeah. uh, get to the boss room which is basically a, a big ass cathedral with a closed cathedral door yeah even walking up to it you hear like sword clashes and sword fighting 
and when you enter the boss fight, the cutscene that you get is basically two of the Abyss Watchers fighting each other. One of them kills the other one, so they're all dead on the ground, except for this one. Then he turns around and salutes you to start the fight. Yeah, like an honourable 101. It's so... not... No, not, not as an honourable 101, because as I said, the other ones respawn and just start rampaging around. But as an acknowledgement. And that's why I love that fight from a design and a feel. It feels really good. But from a gameplay perspective, I just can't... I like it, but that's about it. So... Um, just so just I some lore. Mm-hmm. The Abyss Watchers are my favorite boss fight from a design perspective. Right, just some lore on the Abyss Watchers. Uh, the one with the red eyes is infected by the Abyss. That's why they attack it. Makes sense. Because they're meant to fight fight the Abyss, and pretty much all of the Abyss Watchers. Uh, sort of affected by the abyss. <coughs> so the one that didn't, the one who has the the health bar, is not infected by the abyss, while the others are. So that's yeah. pretty interesting. Mm. All right. Um, my favorite. Yeah. Um. Go on, go on. After you so rudely interrupt, interrupt. Anyway, um. So my favorite. I have. My favorite boss fight in general, and my favorite boss by design. So, oh, so you're going with two. Or yeah, we we'll can get, get to your design. Well, we we can all get your design. You get your design well, I don't one have out. Have a that. fucking design one. I well, you don't have to. You don't have to one. say your design. Fuck, you're tearing this family apart. Well, I will tear <laughs> this family apart. Oh no! Don't fret me of a good time. Fucking, I'll double down. But yeah, um. So, my favorite boss fight uh, is Nemesis from Resident Evil 3. Now, the boss fight isn't exactly a specific area per se. It's just Nemesis as a boss in general. See, Nemesis is a juggernaut in Resident Evil 3. Uh, He is obviously a boss, but he follows you around throughout the entire game. So, uh, the same concept sort of happens in Resident Evil 2 with um, the T-model 003 Tyrant, which is Mr. X, except in Resident Evil 2 Original, he has scripted moments in which he comes out. Same thing happens in Resident Evil 3, where there's scripted moments, but these scripted moments change depending on what you do in the game. So, doing different stuff in different orders will make Nemesis come out of somewhere else or do something else. And back when you first played it, when I first played it when I was young, I just instantly thought he was just following me. Like, I was safe nowhere. And that was, like, the scariest shit. But no matter how many times you kill him, he just keeps coming back. He just keeps mutating and becoming bigger until he literally becomes, like, this big fucking tentacle monster massive massive flesh that you have to take down with an experimental rail cannon the size of a fucking i would say a truck so like you need an experimental rail cannon to destroy him and then even then he's 
still fucking crawling at you. Like, oh, I can get some good hits in. No, fucking, I'm not dead. I'll bite your legs off. And you just do it the most, like, cheesy American action hero way, but it's so perfect because Nemesis's mission is to kill Stars members. So he only knows one thing to say, and that's just Stars. He just follows you around saying Stars, nothing else. So then... At the end of the game, when he's fucking crawling at you in his half-decayed body, you get the option, you get an option. You can either A, leave and get on the helicopter now and let the nuke kill him, or B, pick up the magnum off the floor and kill him yourself. To which then Jill Valentine picks up the man- magnum and says, you want stars? I'll give you stars. And just lays the entire clip of the magnum into him and then just walks the fuck off. <laughs> I is. Mwah, mwah, fucking amazing it fucking that that tent was pitched and then broken <laughs> that's that's how good it was when i was young i was like holy shit this motherfucker has been giving me nothing but a hard time the entire game i finally put an end to him myself like that level of achievement at the age and like even like people who play the game now it's still a fucking difficult thing to them get around because nemesis follows you through the world and it's just so difficult to deal with him. So Nemesis from Resident Evil 3 would be my favorite boss fight. Yeah. But my favorite <clears throat> boss design is William Birkin from Resident Evil 2. So William Birkin was the, I'd say the embodiment of that fucker just won't die. Just because... It's, it's one of those weird things where you can kind of understand where he's coming from. At the same time, he was making viruses to kill people. So, William Birkin makes the G-Virus, which is like an enhanced version of the T-Virus, which is meant to create bio-organic weapons. And then the US military is like, hey, William Birkin, we, we know what you're doing, but, but we won't tell nobody if if you just bring it to us, we'll buy it off you. And William Birkin's like, fucking, I could do some of that cash, that some of that cold hard cash, why not? Umbrella catches wind of this, fucking, you fucking dead. Well, it was an accident how he died, but because he literally knocks over a cup and one of the uh, people sent to retrieve the virus gets gun happy and kills him. So William Birkin's like, you know what? Fuck this. And he's dying on the floor, just injects himself with the G-Virus. And it becomes like, through the entire game, you can see his transformation of freshly infected to like seeing the virus overtake, to be completely overtaken by the virus, and then just see the mutations that the virus create. And you see this at stages throughout the game to the point where you can literally like... One of the amazing, like, well, feats. He's really, I mean, there's there's another boss fight in there somewhere, isn't there? But isn't he basically all the boss fights in that game? Is just five different versions of him? No. There are other bosses in that game that is not William Birkin, but William Birkin is one of the main bosses. But he's not the main boss. Four or five times, right? Yes, you fight him uh, in the sewers. You fight him on the train. 
Uh, where else do you, you fight, fight him, him in the boiler room? No, that is. Uh, that's Mr. X in the boiler room. You fight him twice, two different versions. No, that's, that's William Birkin. In the experimental lab, not the boiler room. Yeah. The yeah. boiler room is. Um, what I think you're thinking is the Mr. X in the raincoat thing. No, not the raincoat. It's it's William Birkin. It's where you first find um, Sherry. Oh, you're playing... You, I'm talking about the original, not the remake. Oh, I'm talking about the remake. So remake follows that stage as well, but you don't really get to see as much of the mutations as you do in the remake, in the original. So like the first time you, f- you find him, only his arm and parts of his chest is mutated. Second time you fight him is on the train to which... Uh, the G-Virus has completely taken over and you can literally see his head, like the human head gets shifted down to the chest and a new head appearing from the flesh. Like, in real time. Like, back in in those days, I'm pretty sure that was one of the first bosses or the first enemies that you see mutate in real time, not in a cutscene or shit like that, like actually in-game mutation. So, second time you see him on the train is when he's, like, pretty much taken over. Third time you see him, he is practically evolved into his third form, which he has grown, like, new arms. The fourth form, uh, he gets down on all fours and becomes, like, a sort of, like, a dog-like monster, but not, like, as a dog. He just basically jumps around like a dog. And then the fifth time you see him is on the train where he's literally just a pile of goo, eyeballs, and tentacles. So, like, multiple times throughout the game, you put him down and he just mutates into something else and is back at it again. And, like, to see, like, in the ending of Scenario A, which is where you get to fire William Birkin in his third and fourth form, um basically he gets from a standing up bipedal mutated weapon to like a on all fours like dog-like mutated weapon but the transformation is so seamless and looks so amazing like that shit blew my mind back in 1998 like i'm sitting there going holy shit while also shitting my pants like, I'm fucking in two two emotions. Like, that looks so fucking cool. And, oh no, these pants need to change. <laughs> these pants need changing. But I can't just pause it. Well, I can back then. But, like, it was so fucking cool to see William Birkin. Like, you'd literally see his evolution as it's happening. And throughout the entire game, you're given sneak peeks like, here's what he's turned into now. He, and you see how he changes forms as well. And I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure you, you don't see that in the remake. You don't get to see these transformations. You just see the end result. And as much as these new transformations are like super... Well, these uh, end results are super fucking gory looking and look so good. I would have loved to see how he became those forms. Because in the remake, you just don't see it. You just see he's in his third form, he's in his fourth form, he's in his fifth form. 
the only form you don't get to see be transformed is from his fourth to fifth form. So when he goes from a dog to literally a pile of goo, tentacles, and eyeballs, you don't get to see that transformation, but every other transformation you do get to see. Like, you even get to see the transformation from... Like, it's in a cutscene, mind you, but you see the transformation from a human into, like, his arm mutating and becoming a monster. And that's why William Birkin is my favourite um, boss design. Fair enough. And there we go. Yep. Sweet. So, it's been a solid podcast, I'd say. Yeah. Let's have a look. What is going off on the channel? You, I hear you guys fucking desperately clamor around like, mm-hmm. what's his name? Oliver Twist at a bowl of soup. Well, I'll have you know... I think it was a bowl of porridge. No, it was soup, I remember. Blaze, soup. I've never seen it. Please, sir, can I have some more? What do you want, little orphan bastard? Get off me shoes, you little orphan bastard. <laughs> okay. That's the Oliver Twist I know. But yes, um, so on the channel, uh, Pokemon Randomizer is going up. So we're up to, I think, episode four or five now. But yes, that's been a fucking... Whew, that's been a wild time. <laughs> so yeah. many, we... That was a like, curious... A curious... Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was like so many times... I didn't realize how many times we died in the start. Like, we literally get had once by a tree bird, and we're like, oh, okay then. And then we go out, die instantly. We died instantly right after that. And then we come back and then die instantly after that. It was just fucking straight deaths (laughs) one after the other because we just got, like, the worst draw on, like, hey, we got a dragon Pokemon, as well as, oh, that's a nice attack from a magma. Hmm. Oh, that's an Every eruption. Every third Pokemon has a fucking ice attack. Oh, that's or an eruption like... from a tree bird. Hmm. <laughs> fucking tree bird. Yeah. So Pokemon's going up. Uh, a Star Wars is going up as well. So me and Alex are doing a uh, the Force Unleashed, which oh boy, to say it's a rough port is giving it a little too much leeway. <laughs> It's also a shit game. Don't don't fucking sugarcoat that. That is on the topic of boss fights. Star Wars: The Force Unleashed has some of the worst boss fights I've ever seen in video games. Hey, but I saw that thing you were showing us. You can kick children. Yeah, yeah. All Just right. shit punting <clears throat> Jawas. That is the hands down best thing about that game. Oh, you get those Jawas. Yeah. You literally pick them up, boot them like a football. And then hear them go, like fucking off in the distance. We were in literal tears when that happened. Oh, I was in tears. I don't know about Alex, but I was in tears as well. Trust me. Literally, we're just going, where the fuck are your parents? As we literally (laughs) didn't didn't bother with the lightsaber. No, we shit punted every Jawa we could see. (laughs) And then in in a latest recording, we tried shit punting those pig midgets Ugnots. and you couldn't even get it up you couldn't even I get you couldn't get even muster a fucking kick that was just too strong for you well i could get them up there the problem was they had that fucking giant um mech s- yeah the mech thing <clears throat> that they all just sat in little fat shits that they are 
Fantastic. So yes, so Star Wars is going up. Get around that. Um, we also have other recordings coming out soon, which we will surprise everyone with. And obviously, Valkyria Chronicles is going up. Uh, Bayonetta is almost finished. I think it's like a couple of episodes left. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's all what's happening with the channel right now. You can go and visit us on YouTube at OzPlays. That is A-U-S space P-L-A-Y-S exclamation point. I think you need it. I don't know, but I say it anyway. Also, we also got some art done from a Pokemon playthrough. Like Alex knew a guy who wanted to, who did some art for us. What's the guy's name? We'll give him a shout out. Uh, the guy's name is. I'll actually look up his Deviant art right now because I think that's where he takes a lot of his commissions. Because from. I wanted to get our artist Bloxus to do it for us, but mm. I have been so fucking poor due to how expensive fixing my car is going. So Alex was like, I'll fucking shoulder this burden and got in contact with some other guy who did some amazing yep. artwork for us. I, I know this guy personally as well. We went to high school together. So yeah. that, that really helped out. So I, like, I, yeah. I do really love his art style. Uh, he goes by the username SG uh, K Ruta, as in SG uh, hyphen K A R U T A. And he was the one who has done the artwork for our uh, Pokemon playthrough. Sweet. So yeah, just send me a link to his um, DeviantArt and I'll put it in the channel trailer. I'll also link up our main artist's um, art page, Bloxus. She's the one who's doing all the amazing art for us now. Shabam, there you go. She, she's an amazing artist, so definitely if you like what you see, give her some work. She... She always she's quite busy at the moment, like from what I've told her, because I'm like I'm so sorry, because I was discussing her with the Pokemon art, and I'm like yeah okay I'll just get some costumes and stuff, and then like I just didn't talk to her for like a couple of weeks because I completely forgot, and I'm like I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you right now I am broke as fuck I cannot afford a commission this time, <laughs> and she's like that's alright I'm quite busy at the moment. But, yes, yeah, so that's another artist will get some stuff done. So, mm-hmm. Bloxus and... What was this guy's name, sorry? Um, SG Karuta. I'm not yep. sure if I'm pronouncing it right, S- but I'll S-G link them Karuta, both into the channel description. And that's about it for us. That is... That does seem to be. Oh, well, that's yep. a nice wrap-up. All righty, then. We shall catch you guys next week or on the channel. Yep. Right. Catch us. See you later. See ya.